Well, hello and welcome back to the Regiment Chronicles. Thanks for joining us again for episode 7. Today we're talking about dreams, kind of a, a big topic, far-reaching, but I think it's one that's very important in our everyday life. Of course, we sleep every day, but today we're going to be talking about the importance of dreams, why we remember them, what dreams were like in ancient cultures, some pretty interesting topics. Uh, but before we get into that, today I want to introduce our guests. We have uh, new guest, Ronan. Hello. And longtime returning guest, Gabe. Hello. And other new guest, Bella. Hi. Okay, so the first question that I want to get into is, how does dreaming for each of you affect you outside of sleep? Because, of course, we don't always remember the dreams that we have, but when we do, maybe we wake up in the morning and we're a little bit jolted if it was a a bad dream, maybe a nightmare. Um, And if it was a good dream, we're kind of like eager to share with friends. Oh, I had this really good dream. I had, you were in it, you know, something like that. So how does, for each of you, um, dreaming affect you outside of sleep? I'll start with Ronan. This is is an interesting question uh, because, well, I'm thinking about it, trying to think about it logically. I don't think it would make that much difference. But when I think about it, I think usually when I have happier dreams, I just feel more well-rested. Right. And I'm trying to trying to figure out why that would be because i don't understand why that would happen like that i, I guess that makes yeah. sense if you have if you have a good dream then you're kind of like you already start the day out right then you're already like coming into the rest of your day like feeling good having a good dream what about you gabe i completely agree i think the dream doesn't i mean physically obviously has no effect on your life but it can set your mood up for the day whether it was a good dream bad dream in between or no dream can change Maybe how you start your day, outlook on the day, good day, bad day, yeah, all that. Bella, what about you? Um, I feel like dreams can almost affect your perception of people sometimes because I know when I have a really intense dream about someone, even though obviously it didn't happen in real life, right. I still kind of, I'm thinking about it throughout the day and it takes a little bit for that feeling that I had in the dream to kind of wear off if it was something that I, or way I don't feel about a person in real life, but I did in the dream. Right. Yeah, I think just like all of you guys mentioned, it's dreams are, it's, you know, just like your your normal conscious mind, it's the subconscious. So even though we might not think of it as being a really big part of like our thought process, it's, you know, kind of still in the same region. Um, and so it goes to show that if you have a bad dream or a good dream, you're going to have, um, you know, maybe that will affect your, your regular day life when you're kind of conscious up and awake. And then the next question I want to go into is, do you often remember your dreams? Because at least for me, I <laughs> I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I had this really good dream. And then I, I totally can't remember. And it's like, oh, where did it go? So for me, at least uh, in the past few weeks, I've started writing them down because that it helps me when I, you know, I, I can remember them as soon as I wake up, but then I go brush my teeth, I have breakfast and then I get to school. I'm like, I really want to share that dream I had. Wait a minute. What was it again? So do you guys often remember your dreams or do they kind of fade out as you go along with your day um well again i've had this conversation with you before about kind of dreams and that's when i started kind of which then dream journaling just writing down if i remember um even then most days i still don't remember despite having something to write down in but when i do i when i write it down that usually i will remember it from then on right yeah i think it depends largely on the kind of dream because some dreams are more impactful than others and i think you're more likely to remember a dream that has a high, like a much higher impact on you like be it a very very good dream um one or something really really fun happens 
uh, maybe it's a really bad dream, and like you woke up in the middle of the night, and I think both of those kind of extremes you're more likely to remember without the help of like a dream journal. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think it depends on the dream. And at least for me, since I tend to have more nightmares than regular dreams, I remember more of that. So when I'm just having like a regular dream, it kind of fades into the background and I don't remember it when I wake up, but nightmares I tend to remember more. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the the nightmare part, because we often, at least for me, I associate dreams with being like a little bit more calming, like more positive than negative. But when I have a negative dream, when I have a nightmare, um, it's such it's so against what I'm used to having in dreams that it like it really does stick with me. So I, I actually think if I didn't have my dream journal, I would probably remember more of the negative nightmares than I would remember of the really good dreams, which I have had a lot of, but I don't remember the specifics of those as much as I remember of the nightmare part because they were just so like jarring. Um, and that's the one that I have all the time. I don't know if you guys too, but it's the one where you are just about to fall asleep and you're kind of, I think it's right when you're entering REM um, and then you just kind of get jolted awake. It's like if you're falling, um, but I have those. Do you have those as well? I Yeah, and I this means interesting, very interesting. I happen to know the science on this a little bit that um, basically when you're supposed to be asleep, your body's supposed to be paralyzed. And similarly, uh, when you're having dreams, you're not really supposed to tell that it's dream versus reality. That's why lucid dreams are like specific. That when you actually know you're in a dream, it's it's weird. When your uh, body thinks you're asleep and it tries to have something happen, but you don't realize you're dreaming, that's why you twitch because your body's not actually paralyzed as it should be. And so it reacts to the dream you're having. Interesting. And yeah. Um, yeah, I do have those a lot and it's always like, a, I always just kind of get annoyed by it, but it is kind of interesting to actually think about the science behind it. Yeah, no, I agree. That's, I mean, sleeping is really a part a, a major part of how we heal and repair, you know, just, we have long days and, and of course we do sleep for a long time. We sleep, you know, almost half our lives. It's pretty amazing to think about that. If you sleep, you know, normally eight, nine hours dur during the weekends and maybe a little bit less on the weekdays, you're sleeping a significant percentage of your life, but it's of course really important. So the next kind of topic that I want to get into is are dreams necessary for kind of the brain to heal and repair versus just sleep? You know, are dreams a way that the brain is able to like cope with, you know, what you've experienced in the day, what your conscious mind has experienced in the day is the subconscious, your dreams. Is that the extension of your body trying to cope with what's happened in your day? I think it is a lot less, I guess, necessary, but it is, it's, it's more of something your brain does to occupy itself while it sleeps kind of a background thing that your brain is playing while it's doing that healing and that repairing. And so I think, sure, there's some part of it where it lets you kind of, in some way, be metacognizant, think about yourself, um, and it lets you do it subconsciously. And so, right. sure, in some ways, that could be considered um, healing and repairing. But I don't, know if I, I don't know if I could say they're necessary or not. Because I, th I think there's... Every night, at least from what I know, people dream. It's just whether or not you remember them at all. Right. Um, that's always something that I think people don't even know yet is are the people who don't dream or do they just forget? 
it's it's just an interesting thing and so maybe they're necessary but i think your brain does them more as like just to do them so you think it's more a result of just your brain's activity than it is really like a necessary part of healing or repairing or coping it's it's more just um just a byproduct of what your brain's doing that's what i would assume but i I don't know too much about it and i i kind of i'm agreeing with that like it is just your brain being active but what i'm kind of wondering is whether or not that is like the question is like whether or not that is necessary for your brain to be active or not because you do also hear like sometimes if you're like in a like drug induced coma or something you might not have dreams because your brain is less active so it's just like your it's when your brain is active during sleep that's when you have dreams and so yeah again the question would just be whether or not the brain being active while you're sleeping is necessary or whether or not it's just a just happens to be that way right because if you're in that sleep induced or if you're in that coma you're not going to have dreams because your brain isn't as active so like you mentioned that might point to the fact that proper healthy activity where obviously you're not in a coma but you're living everyday life what shows proper healthy activity is that you have good dreams and that you actually are dreaming um so just like you mentioned that might point to activity um the next thing that i wanted to talk about is dreams we understand the science behind dreams and we've kind of you know to an extent most people understand that you know that why they happen are a result of kind of the subconscious you know being active and and taking what's happened in the conscious mind and turning that into you know imagery and and color and things like that um but what do you make of the fact that, of course, ancient humans too experienced dreams? It's not we didn't evolve that much in you know two thousand, three thousand years, but they didn't have the science that we had to be able to you know take a look into the brain and say, oh, this is what's actually happening. Here's what you know. Here are the chemicals that are being released, or you know, here are the neurons that are firing. They didn't have that, obviously. So, what do you think ancient cultures made of dreams? Because the, the first thing that came to mind for me, at least, is that it was. Kind Kind of a supernatural thing and if you remembered your dream that it was kind of like a warning or a harbinger of what might be to come you know if you had a nightmare you you know, might worry that the fields might be you know uh, less harvestable next year uh, you know or something like that what do you guys make of that i mean especially in mythology you definitely hear a lot of like dreams being associated with prophecies and people holding a lot of weight in dreams i know especially like in greek mythology Uh, they were associated with, like, messages from the gods and all that. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense if you don't know the science behind them. You kind of hold more weight than just, oh, that's just something our brain does. Right. I mean, like, that's where you get into ideas of, like, you're saying, um, like, seers or, like, fortune teller type things. It's like, if you have one dream that happens to come true, then you're gonna, you're, because we don't, they don't know what's going on, you're gonna be seen as some sort of supernatural. So you would be treated highly or something like that. Yeah, I think that kind of connects to today where we have people that maybe don't have former training, for formal training rather, you know, they're not well versed in the actual science behind dreams, but they're kind of, they're using the the supernaturality of dreams to kind of swindle and to, you know, pull money from people that aren't really well versed in the fact that, hey, any, you know, guy on the street could tell you what a dream means, whether or not that actually means anything, right? They can be really general. Oh, that means you're going to live your life and breathe oxygen in the future. Oh, thanks. I already knew that. But, um, but I think 
the the mythology aspect of it goes to show right exactly the mythological aspect of dreams shows that dreams for for a long time have have not just been you know they've been a really big part of what humans are because it's if you have these connections to the supernatural at least that's what maybe people thought of them as then you might have associated that with messages from god or messages from multiple gods or from the pope or from you know a priest that had visited you you know kind of an extension of prayer um so do you think that religion and and dreams kind of like went hand in hand in the past do you think that was kind of like observed as connections to religion or what do you make of that i'm sure it that i'm sure that connection was made at some point because because yes dreams without any knowledge of the brain seem supernatural they they just do um and so i'm sure when you know some famous religious figure had some religious dream they thought it prophecy or they thought it as, um, like, exactly, just a message from, you know, their their god or, or whatever. Right. And I don't know if that has ever had an impact on anything. I don't know if any of, like, the, the famous prophets that we know of today and, and, and more, if they had those kinds of experiences. I don't know. But I wouldn't be shocked to hear that that would be true. I mean, I can speak to um, like Christianity in that way. It's it's especially true that a lot of prophets were thought to like have spoken with God in their dreams, and so yeah, I think that's again pretty much connected to what Gabe was saying. Yeah. So then I guess the next thing that that brings me to is whether or not dreams can actually point to things that the body is feeling or that the mind is feeling if you've had a bad day like we've mentioned before you might have a bad dream are those connected it can dreams actually tell us about what's you know what we're feeling internally there's all these books that you know people release that say oh you know if you lose teeth for instance you might be feeling in your regular life that you're losing control of things if you're you know trapped in a room you might feel that you have a a job that you can't get out of or you know a relationship you can't get out of do you think that dreams can actually point to real things that the brain um, and then that that we as people are actually feeling? I mean, I don't think it's as straightforward as like, if you lose teeth, you're feeling this certain way in your real life. But I do definitely think that dreams are a reflection of like we've said, the subconscious. And that is going to kind of be constantly reflecting on stuff that has happened in your life and I think dreams can be a useful tool to kind of work out your emotions about how you feel about certain things that you maybe aren't as willing to face in your waking mind but again it's not as straightforward as oh I saw a butterfly so that means certain thing in my real life I think it's a lot more than just the normal everyone has everyone who would be doing this dream translation has in some way shape or form a different translation um this dream means this to this person and this to this other person and i think that's overlooked a lot of people think one dream fits all uh in that sense where i think it varies person to person their dreams are going to mean different things and so sure i think they have meaning but i just think that meaning is not nearly as easy to decipher as people make it out to be 
In other words, you can't just say this one symbol appears in your dreams and that means every single person that dreamed that feels this. It's not that simple exactly. black and white. It's it's different for everyone. I agree. And like kind of that same thing. I can't speak for everybody. I can just say I know exact in my experience, I think stress definitely has an effect on my dreams. I'll definitely have more negative dreams like the more stressed I am. Uh, but again, yeah, generally I, I think – when it comes to people trying to interpret dreams, I'm generally skeptical because they try to make lots of large claims. But I do think it's pro- it's definitely true that there are some aspects that are kind of shared effects, at least some, just ge- just because if there's so many people that generally share different dreams, there's probably something leading to that. But I just I don't think people trying to interpret it as it means this or that are usually being honest. Yeah, and then I think going off of what you said about stress, stress affecting your your dreams, are nightmares different than dreams? Are those two separate things? Because I mentioned before that I feel like I remember more of the, the nightmares that I've had more than the, the, the positive dreams because I kind of associate dreams with being more calming and more positive. And when I see a nightmare, it seems like a totally different thing altogether. It's not really a dream. It's more like... You know, it's like a jump scare in your own, um, you know, your own subconscious. So are the two things different or or nightmares really just an extension of dreams that are just kind of more negative, more scary? I mean, personally, for me, I feel like they're the same thing because dreams and nightmares, not they don't necessarily have to be separate. Like you can have a dream that starts off one way and turns into a nightmare or vice versa. Or for me, I jump back and forth between different dreams a lot and some of them are more considered nightmare-like and some of them are more dream-like so I feel like dreams is more the overarching concept of your mind you know being active while you sleep whereas nightmares are just more specifically negative dreams yeah I would I would agree with that and I think especially in my thing I find it very hard to define really what a nightmare is because I'll feel like sometimes I have dreams that kind of seem like they'd be negative, like like I don't know somebody's trying to kill me or something. But then I wake up refreshed. So I like kind of trying to find it really hard to really determine what a nightmare is. And I think it's like as you're saying, it just kind of weaves between dreams and nightmares. Well, I think the last point that I want to get to, or one of the final one of the final topics, is a lot of users of drugs that are have been legalized now in Colorado for instance um uh psychedelic mushrooms have been legalized and a lot of people talk about usage of drugs like marijuana our our brain has a cannabinoid system so obviously that's they're the two are very connected and the psychedelic mushrooms argument is that using psychedelic mushrooms can actually expand um, our our connections and between our synapses and between um, cells in our in our brain that using them can actually expand kind of our consciousness our awareness. I'm not sure about that, but in its argument towards dreams, uh, a lot of people talk about the difference between having a positive trip or a bad trip. Those are the two terms that are used. Um, but the thing is that just like dreams, if you can have a nightmare and you can have a really positive dream. Do you think that using of these drugs, like like marijuana and like um, uh, psychedelic mushrooms, do you believe they they kind of tap in, along with dreams, into the same part of the brain, into that same subconscious region, or is it just kind of a coincidence? Uh, I I'd say I, this connects back to our uh, when we we're talking about just brain activity. 
I think because dreams are pretty much based on brain activity and these drugs were going to change the way your brain works or brain temporarily change the way your brain works, then yeah, it's probably going to differently affect the way your dreams work. And I think it's also interesting if you've ever talked to people who use melatonin to sleep, I've often heard from them the like the idea of like melatonin dreams where just by taking those, your dreams will get more deeper or be like more weird, which is interesting. With the melatonin dreams, I have a friend who has started taking more melatonin recently, and she said that her dreams are now easier to confuse with reality. Like, she'll have, like, a hard time remembering if the memory she's thinking of is a dream or if it actually happened, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I totally feel that. I take melatonin all the time. Not so much for going to sleep, but rather staying asleep. I don't like waking up in the middle of the night. And often I don't really need it. But I notice I notice the identical thing, which is that I have a dream about something that's like just everyday life. I lost my keys or I put my key card for school in, the, you know, in a different drawer. And then I wake up and I'm like, did I really do that? Did I actually put my key card in the other drawer? It's so... And I guess that goes back to what we we're saying. Are they really that different as dreams in the subconscious and, and just normal activity in the conscious? Because they're so close, they kind of have overlap. So when you have a dream that kind of is, is what you were talking about with your friend, kind of like a more melatonin dream, um, you know, where it is kind of hard to confuse or hard to divide or distinguish. yeah, distinguish rather from, from reality – it, it kind of shows that they are kind of really related, that your normal actions and the dreams are closely related. And I'll, I'm, this is somewhat related to that. I think, because you're talking about the confusing between reality and uh, dreams, and I don't really take melatonin, so I didn't really experience that until one time earlier this year. I had like literally a fever dream where I was just had a fever and I when I woke up the mor- in the morning, I l- couldn't tell what happened when like awake and asleep. It was for my like, first time actually experiencing that. It was jarring. Yeah, it is weird sure. because it's it's so like, your th- of course, your dreams are just the same thing as when you think. So it's in the same place. So you're thinking of images, colors, smells, whatever. And it's like, it's really jarring that they're so similar. I think drawing back to what you said earlier about stress... Um, I think that probably plays an important role when it comes to these different consumables that affect your sleep. Um, melatonin, and then obviously um, what you were talking about with um, things like, like your psychedelic mushrooms and et cetera, where it makes, you, it, makes, it makes your brain less stressed. All of them do, I'm sure. And it probably lends itself to a similar outcome where your dreams yeah. are a lot more malleable because you are less stressed just about your everyday life and i'm i'm sure that is a pretty common theme yeah i agree that 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 stress point is so important because more and more i'm sure you guys see it online and you see it on videos and on news it's the silent killer is stress and how big of a role stress plays in our everyday life and you know all 10 steps to be less stressful so i think while the surface of that is just kind of mass marketing and mass media, I think they do kind of hit a, a deeper point, which is that stress is pretty, you know, crucial and pretty important to analyze and to to stop from happening in your regular day, regular day life as much as you can. Of course, some people have really stringent jobs and they have hard family lives, and that's 
kind of difficult to control, but to the best of your abilities, controlling stress is an important thing. And when you are really stressful, it just goes to show that you have bad dreams, that, that those two are kind of connected. And kind of what a lot of people have started doing now is being more mindful. We hear that term a lot and meditating, being more conscious about what you're feeling and what your stress is. And then I think I've heard, at least from some people, that being more mindful and meditative, the the dream aspect is actually significantly affected, that you have more positive dreams when you are more conscious and more intentional about being less stressful and being more mindful about your, your thinking. I'm just going to say, I think that's interesting. Um, kind of recently, I've been uh, doing more meditation as just part of a sport I was doing. And a lot of the thing they were just talking about is literally just a lot of things the yoga instructor was t- saying was just notice everything about your body. No, none of it is a mistake. None of it is wrong. Just it is the way it is. And I think just thinking about dream versus nightmares kind of idea that knowing you can't really control that. You just acknowledge it and know that it's there probably would have a positive effect. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it like that. But I imagine that probably could have a positive effect on it. Well, it's been a pleasure having on Bella, Gabe, and Ronan. And as always, tell someone you love them, make someone smile, and goodbye.